You're listening to Straight No Chaser on Dogs by Nature Radio. Uh, I feel about the same as I felt yesterday. Uh, disappointed we couldn't get it done. Uh, you have to play clean football to win on the road against a good opponent. We finished minus two in the turnover margin, uh, and it, you're not going to be able to win a close game when you do that. Uh, with that, I'll take any questions. Hey, Kevin, did you come away from that game? I realize it's a results-based business. You win, you lose. But did you come away from that game feeling better about your team as far as just the big overall picture, how they played? If Basically, if you clean up those minor mistakes, that's a game you win? No. Now, here's your host, my dad, Deloney Seven. My Dogs by Nature family, I hope this transmission finds you well. My name is Thelonious7, and you're listening to Straight No Chaser on Dogs by Nature Radio. The great Easy Weave could speak extemporaneously from the tattled rubbles of defeat. In no way could I talk about that loss directly. But as we turn the page to the Texans, I wanted to make sure that we could consolidate our gains and see where we are coming home for week two. And with that in mind, I reached out to a close friend of the show, DG from the With an Ohio Bias podcast. Hi, everybody. It's DG216WAOB. The WAOB stands for With an Ohio Bias. Happy to be here with Thelonious Talking Browns, as always. D, it's always great to hear from you, win or lose. For the record, it can be found at DG216WAOB on Twitter. And for starters, I wanted to hear about your mindset going into this contest. How did this game compare to other openers? And did you think the Browns came into this game with unfinished business? I was so excited getting ready for this Browns contest. Um, It didn't feel like other openers because you had the runner-ups to the Super Bowl that you were lined up placing with. So it's so much on the line. Um, I got to watch it with, you know, some of my extended family for the first time, you know, with everything going on out in Lorain, Ohio. So we had a big group, 20 plus, watching a Browns game at a bar and it felt like, you know, uh, good times with everybody who believes. Watching with the faithful must have been a nostalgic and familiar feeling. But by the game's end, that familiar feeling had been replaced by the struggle to deal with another week one (laughs) non-victory. But let's talk about the first half first. In the playoff meetup, the Browns looked out of sorts. They came out firing in this one. What do you think changed? Without any other say, the size of those things on Stefanski to come out so aggressive, you know, going for it on fourth down, going for the two-point conversion, he left nothing to, he left nothing on the table. And I think that set the tone. It was great in the first half. The only thing was the pushing of the assistant coach who pushed Ronnie Harrison Jr. first, that's the only thing that you kind of like sticks out to you um, when you think about the first half but I was so impressed with Stefanski and I think the preparation having a mini camp, off season training camp and being able to actually work with the guys, you know, I know probably most of us all watch Building the Browns because we're all, you know, diehards so when you watch that Building of the Browns and he talks about putting in the work, all that came to fruition and seeing the guys execute and see success on the field based on what he was teaching them all off season was a beautiful thing in that first half. Preparation has certainly become a hallmark of this team in no small part thanks to Stefanski. But the second half in this game was a different story. The second half opened with a long drive, a 
and it never really seemed like the offense got on track. Did you second guess the offensive approach by Stefanski in the second half? And what do you think about the defensive performance of Coach Joe Woods? I'm not second guessing Stefanski's approach because it worked in the first half. I think you always have to match the energy then of the team because, I mean, this the Kansas City Chiefs are the big boys on the block, so you got to match that energy. You knew they were coming out with a counterpunch to say. You knew they were coming out with something, So, and they did. I think the Browns had the right strategy. We just had some of the Murphy's Law type things or Brown's Law type things happen where Nick Chubb fumbles, uh, you know, and then Jamie Gillen um, with that punt. It kind of put the Browns in a, in a situation where they messed up their own momentum or kind of killed their own. That Gillen play was tough to watch. What do you think these plays say about this team? I, I just talked about it. The game-changing play to me was a Jamie Gillen punt. I really don't like to put it on one guy. But I don't understand why he couldn't just kick the ball anywhere past this line of scrimmage. To grab the ball and fall on it shows that his mental preparation or his mental headspace right there in that moment, he just, I know you don't practice that. I know you can't prepare for that. But your reaction as a football player, especially a specialist, should be better than that. And that's what's so disappointing. That was the game changer to me. Last year, this team went through a lot of adversity, but one of the things they hadn't had to face was a hostile road environment. So as we turn the page, what do you think the focus on next week's game will be? How good is this Cleveland Browns team? Do you think they're going to bounce back next week against Tyrod Taylor and the non-tanking Texans? I'm not worried about this team. I'm actually excited because I saw what I wanted to see. I saw the Browns execute. I saw Baker hit people that were open. I mean, we saw rookies making an impact with Anthony. We saw rookies making impact with Anthony Schwartz and JLK. I mean, we just we need a little bit more personnel, and that hopefully falls to Andrew Barry to do. But also, we'll see them get right against the Texans. We'll see them get their swagger, and once those wins start rolling, we get one win, get two wins. So if we go from the Texans to the Bears. We'll be ready to have a great season, and this is going to be a lot of fun, guys. And plus, oh yeah, they play this game at home. That Chiefs crowd was rocking. I know the Browns crowd will be rocking come Sunday. So very excited. Once again, our guest today is DG from the Within Ohio Bias podcast. He can be found at DG two one six W A O B on Twitter. D, before you take off, do you have any parting thoughts for our audience? Parting thoughts. Let's enjoy this season. I know we can get down as a Twitter fan base, as a fan base in general, but this team is legit. They might need just a little bit more help personnel-wise. Um, we see that, but they can go toe-to-toe with anybody. I think the defense needs its time to gel. We've heard all that. Let's just enjoy the season for what it is. The Browns are contenders. We will get to see great football played, and it's going to be a hell of a season, so let's enjoy the ride. As always, go Browns. Yeah. Year five in Paul D. Podesta's proverbial roller coaster has got off to an auspicious start. DG, once again, thank you for taking the time to share with us here on Dogs by Nature Radio. Yeah, this is D with an Ohio Bias signing off. Thanks so much for the opportunity. Always talk Browns. Thelonious, uh, you can find me, DG216WAOB, on Twitter with an OhioBias.com. Thanks a lot. Well, certainly a pleasure to hear from you, sir. And with that, we'll put this one in the books. You've been listening to Straight No Chaser on Dogs by Nature Radio. I am your host, Thelonious7. Take care and go.
Go Browns!